This is the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2! Uh, which, of course, means that we're already in mid-season form. We got all the kinks worked out. This should run perfectly smooth, don't you think? Uh, it usually does, so I don't see what, what the problem is going to be this no, week. No, no. Extra smooth. Extra smooth. How smooth? Like Johnson & Johnson baby lotion smooth? Smoother. What's smoother than that? Maybe a maybe a smooth, crisp Budweiser Lex, Lex Murphy. Lager. Lex Lager. A smooth, crisp Lex Lager. Ernest the Cat Miller Light. <laughs> that was pretty that good. A good one. Yeah, that was pretty okay. good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, any of those would be super smooth. Smoother than episode one. And possibly... Smoother than the interlude. <laughs> smoother than two. Smoother than season one, episode one. Ooh, that... You cut yourself on that one. That was pretty rough, so... <laughs> that one... That one's... Yeah. That one's harder than a... It gets harder see. to listen to each day. It, yeah, a new world porter, huh? I like how we were just we just randomly switch from you know talking about the first episode, and then all of a sudden you're spewing out more beer names. <laughs> These are good. We got Doinkin' Donuts, Coffee Stout, Lex Lager, New World Porter, Budweiser Murphy. No, not that one. No, no, not uh. that one. Not that one. Ernest the Cat Miller Light. Can we license Let's just that run name? With that. Ernest we, the Cat. Can we license what? any of this stuff? Like any of these names or these properties to sell on our? I beer? mean, we have to, you know, give someone royalties. <sighs> oh, how about this one? Okay. Not your godfather's root beer. <laughs> okay, that good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's better than, you know, the Cat Miller light, so. No, it's not. That one's great. It was good, but it's not as good as, like, your grand, your godfather's root beer. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> it automatically, yeah. like, initiates a laugh. So It's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Lex Lager, I think, is still my favorite, just because it just rolls right off the tongue. Mm-hmm. And down your throat, once you open it up and take that first sip... Lex yeah. Lager. Get yourself a torture rack of them today. It just writes itself to like, yeah, I don't I even, it I'm not even doing anything. Yeah, you're like, I'm not even thinking, you know. I'm not. I'm wearing I'm a blindfold. I'm wearing a blindfold <laughs> while I'm doing this. Yeah. So anyway, so what's, and, uh, uh, what's and, <laughs> and I'm your other host, Dylan. So. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. Yeah, Who am I? <laughs> Who am I, baby? Tell me. <laughs> Who am I? Oh, yeah. My yeah. name's Carter. Yeah. Okay, now, what are you saying? Who are you? <laughs> I'm Dylan. Oh, okay. Okay. The end. The end. Tune in next week okay. as, we, uh, <laughs> as we go through our middle this, names. <laughs> this started smooth, and now it's... it's it's gone south. It's rougher than the first episode. I know. I know. 
<laughs> this is this is almost this this is almost as almost. hard to swallow as an almost ICPA. No, we're not. We're not putting anything. An ICPA. We're not putting anything with ICP on any of our product. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll we'll skip ICPA. Okay. Yeah. I thought uh, it was. I thought it was decent at least. I don't know. So what's going on, man? What have you been up to? What's uh? <laughs> how's life? Uh, nothing. Yet? Yeah, um, I'm over here podcasting in a corner in my usual podcasting room, now couchless, because we sold it, so that way I don't have to move with it, so it's kind of an interesting situation. That's your podcasting couch, though. It's gone. It's gone. How how could you let that go? Well, I autographed it, sold it to a fan, Um, so I think they're going to frame it and hang it on their wall. First person didn't want it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Second person asked me, "How do I get a marker out of a couch? It's ruined now." Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will you take less money now? Yeah, uh, I said, "How about this? I will throw in this quick and painless pro wrestling podcast magnet that you just put right on your fridge. Uh huh. You can hang your bills with it. You know, kids' art project. Yeah." Or you can just look at it and be like, man, what a great show that is. Man, their magnets really suck. (laughs) (laughs) Does not magnetize at all. Yeah. I have to tape it to the refrigerator for it to hold anything. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. It's just a drawing on construction paper. It's there's no magnet. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, the guy just cut a circle out and like drew a really messed up picture on it. So and said it was for his podcast. Uh, perfect. That's season four. That's the logo for season four. Oh, oh, a crudely drawn like piece of notebook paper with like our logo drawn on it. Yeah. Yeah. Or this episode. <laughs> this I will might, fit right I in with season four it. then. So. <laughs> well, what's new with you, man? What's going on over there? Um, oh, just, I'm really, I'm kind of kerfuffled right now, actually. Oh. Yeah. That you okay. would sell That you would sell your podcast couch. I mean, I could try to get it back, I guess, if you're I mean, that broken up about it. I'm just more worried about you, actually. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be more couches. There's like so many memories That's on one that thing. couch, right? There's so many podcasting on memories couch. on that couch. <laughs> You see, you would think that, but then I open another Lex Lager, and that memory just fades away. <laughs> I really wish we were getting paid, you know, for these ideas right now. We're getting some sort of compensation. Who says we're not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm not. <laughs> Whoops. Let yeah. that slip. Yeah. Here, Dylan, here is your $2.50 that I owe you. <laughs> That's right. Also, I don't remember you coming up with these ideas. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's. We could talk about that later and figure out exactly okay. how all the royalties are going to be split. Um, yes, split. That's an interesting word you're using there. Yeah, you know, half and half. Mm-hmm, right? 50 mm-hmm, 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Partner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, no, uh, nothing's really been up with me. Just um, family's in town right now, so it's nice seeing them, and just been doing, you know, doing that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's always nice to see family. Yeah. Family More is reason nice. why I'm moving back. For Not family. to see your family, but my, you know. I mean, I guess I'll see, if you want, that's fine. I mean, I'll they're going to be family. very disappointed. So, What, seeing me or? Yeah, not seeing you if you if you don't stop oh. and see them. Okay. All right. I will see them. All right. Jeez. Uh, Dylan, it's settled. I'll see them. Okay. I'm glad we got that. I'm glad we got that settled. Yeah, man. I realized we had to get in a fight over it. I mean, it's more like a squabble. So, <laughs> speaking of fights, did you see any fake fights this week? <laughs> <laughs> how fake? How fake do you want to go? <laughs> how about this? Did you see any fake basketball this week? Any fake basketball? I saw lots of fake basketball. Yeah. Yeah. No dribbling, though. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. He learned his lesson from the week before. So (laughs) my question is, and of course, we're referring to the promo that Kenny Omega and the elite uh, cut on AEW Dynamite. But my question is, how many takes did it take to make sure that they could they could use all of that and not, you know, make sure that they made the shots? Right. Right. Oh, can we put can we put uh, some money down on it? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of these little prop bets that I always think about. Like, if, if, if does this bet exist? Can I call in and be like, "Hey, what's the what are the odds on this?" Can I call we my need to know the answer? Can I call my guy and let him know that I want to bet on the takes <laughs> number of takes that it took for them to shoot that promo or that little segment? It's just it's just John, and he's just making it up. Yeah, just John with like different voices, you know. Like, hang, on, hang on, let me check. Oh, oh yeah, it's the yeah fifty to one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll take that. Uh, so, I'm assuming probably many, many takes. Many takes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, you know, well, just you know, just going off of the way Omega was like dribbling that ball last week, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you? I mean, my biggest thing about that is like, why are they? Why do they keep going back to basketball as the reference, as the metaphor? And that was kind of what I texted you yesterday. Like, what? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you know, it's in maybe reference it's because reference to the United ahead. Center, the show at the United oh. Center. Oh. Okay. Which is what I think now it's officially sold out, right? It is officially sold out. Yes, Rampage, August the twentieth, United (laughs) Center. Another thing I remember is that we were way off on you know how many people is in that building is considered a sellout for a wrestling event. What is it? I think was it like twelve thousand, twelve thirteen thousand? No, it was twenty one thousand. I looked it up. They didn't. No, they didn't sell twenty one thousand tickets. To that show. How many tickets do they sell? They sold like I think twelve, twelve five. I don't think that's right. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. 
So look it up right now. Yeah, you just I'll keep, play you, my elevator music again. You, you keep talking. You keep talking, okay? All right. Well, while you fact check us already, I'm going to bring up last week's fact checks, and this will be a new segment. I don't even have a soundbite for it. Maybe you can find a soundbite for it. I'll find something but, for it. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's our fact checks from last week. We were trying to figure out, or you were anyway, because I of course knew this. I just didn't want to, you know, sound smarter than you at the time. But um, Bray Wyatt's character was based on Waylon Mercy. In the 90s WWF. Yeah, um, well, duh. I mean, we said yeah, it was like Waylon, Waylon something, you know. No, you said it was Mercy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not right. Mer- <laughs> Hence, Which why is, we you know that on the opposite spectrum of Waylon Mercy. Yeah, way off. Well, I had the mercy part. You would have been right? closer if you said Waylon Jennings. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so Waylon that was Mercy. The that was, that Waylon was mercy, the uh, yeah. aforementioned gentleman that we were trying to uh, trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. And then you said Cape Fear, and I said oh, I always confuse that with the movie Fear, and mm-hmm. the reason was because they came out at the same time. Well. They didn't. <laughs> Cape Fear came out in 91. Fear, starring Mark Wahlberg, came out in 96. Mm-hmm. It's quite so, a gap. Bit of quite a difference a gap. there. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the gap. Yeah. So, um, it looks like, uh, let's see. According to Wrestling Inc., uh, they have sold over 12,000 tickets for the United States. So Tiger over 12,000. Yeah. Which could equal 21,000 because technically 21,000 is over 12. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just say over 20,000 <laughs> instead of like picking no. a, num- a number like way lower on the scale, like, tw- like 12,000? Why wouldn't you just say like we sold over 21,000 because that sounds more appealing. That sounds, you know. A lot more grandiose than twelve thousand. No, I'm I'm joshing you. I uh, I agree. I don't. That's weird. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess with the set and you know backstage area and whatever else they got to do, I, I guess that's that's their capacity. But it's kind of underwhelming. I was kind of hoping for it to be closer to the twenties. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't know either. Okay. Well, where do you want to start? I mean, I guess we're, we're kind of all over the place, but obviously this is a pro wrestling podcast, hence the name, Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, so, yeah, pro wrestling, man. What, wrestling. What? You go. You do your thing, all wrestling. Right. You just do the wrestling, you pro. Um, uh, you want to get into... Uh, my- you want to get into uh, the first the uh, labor of Jericho this week? Sure, sure. Labors of Jericho. Yeah, we'll talk about AEW Dynamite to start. Why not? Since that was the uh, um, freshest in our minds. So yeah. first match of the night: Chris Jericho versus his bitter rival, someone who has a horrible, horrible record against Chris Jericho, but somehow is his bitter rival, yeah. Juventud Guerrera. Yes. Um, 
it was cool seeing like Hoobie Dude back in the ring again. Um, still mm-hmm. looked pretty good though. I thought mm-hmm. looked really good. Um, Jericho needed an oxygen tank like <laughs> two minutes into the match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looked like he was like sucking air pretty bad. Um, I'm I, I agree with you, but I also think that that was done on purpose. Maybe he was. Oh, from you know last week's match that he had. Trying to sell the well, that and still. because it's like we, I don't. It, I noticed. I don't know if you did, but the commentating team kept saying how Hoovy was the fastest cr- cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. There, you know, fastest luchador there is. You know, still fast to this day, and you can't keep up with him. And there's no way Jericho will be able to hit something off the top rope. Mm-hmm. So they were really selling that. So I kind of thought maybe the two are related. I don't know. Yeah. I could just be giving Jericho an out, though. You possibly could be. I will say, though, the the Judas effect from the top rope looked great. It really did. Yeah, that that looked looked decent. I thought it did, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything too, like, out of this world, you know? I mean, was it Jericho's in his 50s and, what, Hoobie's in his 40s? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's, you know, not anything that's going to be from 1996 or 1997, but I mean, it it was okay. Right. It was all right. Yeah. So Yeah. It was a decent enough match. That'll be when you and I wrestle again. You'll be in your 50s and I'll be in my 40s. <laughs> I'll be sucking air. Which means you'll be 50 and I'll be 48 or 49. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what our age difference is. <laughs> How old are we again? <laughs> I don't know. Bree. <laughs> when's my birthday <laughs> yeah um yeah and uh Matt yeah chose it was. yeah jericho won and then uh so next week um the next labor is going to be wardlow <coughs> wardlow versus Jericho with MJF as a special guest referee. Yes. I think that is awesome. I think that is totally if your opponent or potential prospective opponent is the one setting matches and stipulations for you, it should be something like crazy lopsided like that. You know? Mm-hmm. And especially against Wardlow, especially if they're trying to like, you know, really start to make a name for him. Right. Not saying that Wardlow's going to win, because obviously, what's the payoff there? Jericho's going to win, but, like, how is the question? Yeah. Um, so we were kind of right on our prediction for that, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't record about it. <laughs> we had a really long, like, text conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um no, I mean yeah, Wardlow with MJF as a special guest referee and Fandango. It's the same thing, really. <laughs> and Fandango. <laughs> yeah, Fandango. What does Fandango have anything to do with this? What the hell? That's what I said last <laughs> week. Don't you listen to our episodes? Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't hear it this week or last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, seriously, what I forgot. What did you say? What did you mean about Fandango? Because I was saying that because I think his um, ninety day complete uh, non compete 
expires <laughs> in the complete. middle of August. Yeah. Yep. Non-complete. Uh, it expires in the middle of August, so I was hoping that maybe the labors of Jericho would extend to where he would be available for to be one of the labors. I don't think they're going to extend an extend. Idea. I don't think they're going to extend a feud out for Fondang, Fondango. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Chris, wait, wait. I don't know. We cannot finish this until we get Fandango. Listen, Tony Khan is a huge fan of pro wrestling, okay? So he would do it. Yeah, it's still a stupid idea. So. Okay. Well, it's still stupid. You know what? One of these days, I'm, I swear, one of these days, I'm going to go back through our episodes. I'm going to find all of my ideas. And then I'm going to find if they came to fruition. And I'm going to play them for you. And then you're going to be like, oh, my God. I didn't realize I was breaking bread with a soothsayer here. A soothsayer? With a, with a clairvoyant. <laughs> with a fortune teller. Whoa, you're using a lot of big words. Sir, right now, yeah, and yeah. um, there's, with a, there's no reason with for a that. Frickin there's no reason, future seeing guy. How about that one? That work? No, <sighs> point is, Dylan, I'm always right, except when it comes to selling your podcast couch. <laughs> You're totally wrong. You were totally wrong on that side, so which part? I said, I'm, you're totally wrong about selling your selling your podcast couch. <laughs> so it's gonna go viral. Anywho, I just bought this. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Wardlow next week. Yep. How yeah. does Jericho overcome? Do you know? I mean, any ideas? Or is this going to be one of those situations where you pass the buck? I give you a crazy idea. You say, oh, stupid. Anyone that would think of that is stupid. Well, I mean, let's not break from our formula. Go ahead and, you know, tell me your idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have one. I just... Oh, okay. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. That's, um... Now, did MGF... MGF? MJF. <laughs> MGF. <laughs> Mig F, um... <laughs> Did MJF say that he was actually going to be the referee, or is he going to be somebody that stands at like ringside and make sure everything's like on nope, the he's the ref? He's the ref. Okay. Hmm. Yep. I say they uh, they do the uh, thing with uh, remember that match between Austin and Dude Love. Where um, Vince McMahon was the referee. Yeah, I think so because I yeah. think I know where you're going. Yeah, they knocked knocked out the referee and um, uh, Austin pinned Dude Love by picking up Vince's hand and counting three. You know, because they yep. had a whole thing. He's like, "By my hand only." You know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So maybe. Yep. Maybe I was something like that, that too. Yeah. Well, good thinking. Okay. Yeah. That's going to happen, and then we can put one in the win column for you. Uh, which win column? There's there's a few of them, so. No. You, yeah. One win column. <laughs> Multiple columns of winningness. <laughs> so. You have won once. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Moving on. 
Moving on. Um, what else happened that night? Well, you had um, 2.0 and oh, versus 2.0 the Red Death. Versus um, Cage. Moxley, Kingston, and Darby. Oh, yeah, Allen. that's right. Monsley. Monsley? Moxley. Mon- yeah. Moxley, Kingston, and Darby Allen. Yeah, that's right. Good match. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't anything special. It was a simple formula to follow, but it was, you know, it was entertaining. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Interesting seeing Moxley and Sting, like, together, (laughs) you know? Well, I mean, you could tell that, like, Moxley and Kingston were just, like, super excited to be in the ring next to Sting right there. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing with Sting? He's He's standing. Yeah, he just he just stands next to Darby, pretty much. What? What? I mean, like it's so weird. I mean, even all of Darby's promos, Sting is exactly that. He's just awkwardly standing there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a it's not a it's not a casual setting. Like Darby looks like he's you know oh, I'm leaning up against this wall or whatever. But Sting's just standing there awkwardly like he came with Alex Marvez. Yeah. Like, hey, Mar- Marvez, can you give me a ride home after this? Like, he's not there hey, hanging can out Can anybody with him. Like, give me a ride? Not... Anybody here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I am a lunatic. All right, Sting, this is what we're going to bring you in for. We're going to pay you a crap load of money to, s- to stand behind Darby Allen while he's doing promos in the uh, maintenance closet. Yeah, right. And then you're going to come out with him and get this tiny little sub credit. Like, Darby, Alan, being a copy of the ring by Sting. Uh, So. I mean, there's got to be a plan. Like, what have they done? I mean, they just had that, uh, Darby and had that cinematic match against, um, what, Starks and Cage? Brian Cage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then he had the tag match with uh, Scorpio Sky oh, and yeah, Ego Page, right. uh, Ethan Page. Yep. And he's just been pointing baseball bats and standing in closets since then, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they... Oh, oh, oh. And, oh. and kicking oh. Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did do the, uh, yeah, the kicks. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the payoff is going to be, or if they even I mean, is he have there any, to, any, anything in mind for a payoff at this point. Is he there to lure other legends? I mean, is Tony Khan, and this is a real question, based on what you kind of can gather about Tony Khan, mm-hmm. is he trying to set up a Sting versus Undertaker match? No. No way. Well, first of all, Undertaker would not do that. I don't think. Think about how you don't long. Think so. he, no, I don't think Undertaker would stray away from WWE at all. I mean, think about like how he long he came out of retirement to go to frickin' Saudi Arabia because of the Saudi Arabia money. If Tony Khan has the right amount of money to offer him. You don't think he yeah, would do that it? but that was WWE. There's no way he would go to another promotion. I He's, I mean, from interviews that I've heard him do and, um, you know, 
reading what others have like said about him, he's pretty loyal to Vince. So I don't think he would okay. do that. Okay. I mean, you, you can. You can. No, I mean maybe he, maybe you're right. I'm just like I said. I'm just trying to to read the tea leaves here. I'm just trying to figure out like why why did they bring in Sting other than just like a, a pop of saying hey we have Sting, but like there has to be an, another payoff. I just don't know what it is, and it bothers me to think about it. <laughs> it hurts my head actually. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like I said. Maybe they don't have anything planned right now. Yeah. And they just want Sting standing next to Darby. Weird. I mean, well, anyway, all right, moving on. Yeah. Um, so coming up, I mean, the biggest thing to talk about here, and there's two, two big things to talk about on this, this show, I think, uh, outside of the labors of Jericho, but the one that we kind of talked a little bit about at the beginning was the promo by the elite. I think this is the one that's, uh, kind of scrambling some brains because everyone's trying to read all of the, uh, Easter eggs in the promo. Mm -hmm. Most obvious of which is the... Kenny Omega wearing the Cookie Monster shirt. Which is a where, reference to what CM Punk has CM Punk. said. Has <clears throat> said what the uh, letter CM in his name stand for. He said multiple yep. things before. Yeah, what? he said multiple things before, but one of the things he famously said was it stands for Cookie Monster. Yeah. Because, as you know, clearly as a joke, or not, I don't know, but, you know... I honestly think they're just like the people. Yeah, I think they're just goofing around. Honestly, I mean, me too. No, I totally do. I think that they're just trolling people. I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, just to do exactly what we're doing here to talk about. To talk about it, they just want to rile people up. Yep. Yeah. That's why you know, and like Gallows wearing a flare robe. Oh, I'm so riled. I am riled. (laughs) I am riled to the tooth core. I am busting at the seams with rile. (laughs) Riled at the seams. (laughs) You could call me riled thing. You have to announce but, yourself as that next week on the show as Ryle Pig. <laughs> you make my heart sing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what were some yeah, of the so other... Gallows wearing, yeah. <laughs> wearing Back the, to this. the Flair robe. <laughs> yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just trolling. You know, Flair may never step foot anywhere near AEW. Right. But just the fact that he was released, it's like, oh, that's perfect. Let's let's use that and let's throw people off. Mm-hmm. What what were some of the other Easter eggs? I forgot. Um. So the flare robe, the Cookie, Cookie Monster, Monster shirt. Mm-hmm. Um. The Hawaiian shirts that the Bucks were wearing it's supposed to be Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, There's two that I can't get, though. Okay. Why did... Why did uh, Anderson spin the ball 2,012 times? Oh... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what that number would be a reference to. 
So I looked I looked up when Punk's last match was, and it was 2014. So that right. doesn't count. Right. Um. And then like nothing else really stuck out. Hmm. I so anyway, so that that was one. The yeah. other one was why did Nick Jackson say the quote from Troy? You're gonna have to remind me of the he quote. Said, he said, Is there no one else? Is that all he said? <laughs> There's no one else? Well, he, he said like a <laughs> bunch no of stuff else. and then he ends it with, right, is cut. there no one else? Is there no one else? That's what Achilles famously says in the uh, opening of Troy when he kills their, gotcha. you know, this other army's like main guy. Gotcha. Okay. I have no idea. I mean, maybe you'd just be jerking around or something, but I don't know. I'm trying to find out know. what I'm trying to find out what the uh, 2012 thing relates to right now. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a theory yet, but it was one that I was like, "Why would he? Of all of all numbers, why would you? Why would you do 2012?" Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can sit there and try to dissect it all you want, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, you know, typical, like, BTE comedy on that, you know, I thought. I didn't mind it. I know that there's a lot of people that were like, oh, it's a stupid promo and it's wacky and, and you know, it's not serious <laughs> and whatever. It's like, in. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Okay. And that, but they, how, at what point have they ever portrayed themselves as anything different than that? I mean, the last several weeks where the, when the Bucks turned heel and Kenny turned heel, this is who they've been. So, like, mm-hmm. why are you surprised by this? This is it. Right. Oh, I don't think they're not surprised. It's just like, you know, it's just how they are. And like a lot of people just, you know, aren't, aren't like, you know, down with that. Well, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. (laughs) Stop recording. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the elevator music. So, oh, they talked about. Well, I forgot what they talked about. Hangman Adam. Yeah, Page. they were talking about Hangman Adam Page. I know that, but um, Dark Order. In Dark Order. Yep. It's basically saying how Evil he, Uno. No, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson against the uh, Good Brothers for the Impact titles. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be next week. Yep. Um. And basically talking about how Hangman wasn't, um, well, like, wasn't in their, not even in their, uh, gosh, why am I having a hard time with words? I don't know. (laughs) Or thinking. (laughs) Or Or thinking. Or anything right now. No. Um, 
but basically he wasn't in their ballpark anymore as far as um yeah being, yeah yeah so. if you want to rejoin the answer is no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a that was a tough one to get through yeah not Uh, nearly you know what it is what you need a freshly (laughs) brewed mug of icpa as long as it's not my godfather's root beer (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um that was good. I, I even liked, I really, I th- overall, I enjoyed this uh, episode of Dynamite because I thought the storytelling was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, and we've talked about this before too, where we say your number one storyline needs to be the world title. People need to be reminded of that mm-hmm. in literally every episode. You just need to. Like, that's, that's like, I don't know, that's just kind of the way it is. Right. And... They definitely did that this time. They did that little promo, and then Adam Page came out, and then they came out, and they had that, you know, all of that. Um, Christian came out and won his match against the Blade, which, by the way, that I mean, I want to, like, go off on a different path here, but that was a good match. Like, yeah. it was a long match, and Christian looked really good. He, uh, honestly, like, you know, by surprisingly some... well-conditioned. Right. I mean, even though some of his booking has kind of been a little, like, uh, at times, but he, he has honestly looked good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's moving pretty well, and, you know, he's still, he still can go in the ring. So, I was yeah, like, I've been really impressed with how he's been doing, like, physically, you know, in the ring, yeah. and, you know, keeping up with all the other guys as well, so. He had some late face shine in his match. Like, it was... I don't know, six minutes into the match, mm-hmm. you know, which uh, TV time that's, that's late. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was all like rapid fire. It was like, do, 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 do. And I was like, man, he is looking great. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if the, the true uh, path here is Christian versus Kenny, I think um, that'll be a good match. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a decent match. I mean, I don't think Christian's gonna win, though. But well, no, <laughs> well, duh. <I> mean, <laughs> but um, I'm kind of more interested to see like what they're gonna do with Hangman now. Well, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he finally got back some of his momentum. I mean, it, it's been hard to tell because there haven't been people. In the uh, live audience for these shows for over like over a year, so we don't know necessarily how fans would have reacted to him during that time. But I mean, during that yeah. whole era, it kind of seemed like he lost quite a bit of momentum, and um, you know, it finally started to like pick back up now within you know the past couple months. But um, it'll be interesting to see like what they're going to do with him now, as far as you know, getting, seeing if uh, they can get him back in that title picture against Omega. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, based on all of the new free agent signings they're doing, um, it's tough to say where he goes from here, but Mm -hmm. I think he's over. I mean, it's, 
in that match he had against Brian Cage. Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, he's like definitely the first. Over. Yeah. Well, I mean, the crowd went nuts for him. Oh yeah. So yeah. I think, I think he, you know, he stays in the title picture. Because um, ultimately, to me, the only to, person that like makes sense to beat Kenny is Hangman. Right now, yeah. I mean, no. And I, I think mean, down the line, I honestly think that you know he should be the one to beat Kenny at some point. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think he has to. I th- it doesn't yeah. make sense anywhere else. I yeah. think he loses momentum, and it even maybe even takes momentum away from someone else if they beat Kenny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it's um, they're they're building him up to be kind of like their Stone Cold, you know, mm-hmm. like Stone Cold was never affiliated with anyone, mm-hmm. you know, he was a lone lone wolf, so to speak, and that was what everyone loved about him. He marched to the beat of his own drum and defied, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say here? Now you've you've passed it on your calorie intake. So. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, he all the things that. he defied it. He defied the things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he defied the things. So I think you'll probably see. You may see Dark Order um, turn heel again. Yeah, which would be great. I think it would be great for them. I think it would revitalize that group, mm-hmm. um, and it would again give give Hangman another boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last thing uh, on that show was uh, Malachi Black versus the American Catnap, Cody Rhodes. The American Catnap, huh? (laughs) I wouldn't call him a dream and I wouldn't call him a nightmare uh, based on that performance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, was it like around five minutes? It was about as long as the match went. Yeah, I rewatched it. I rewatched it again today and I was like, like nothing happened in this match. Yeah. And the crowd chanted, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, it was basically a match just to get Malachi over, you know? Yeah. It's all it was pretty much. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I read some things where Cody has is has is going to start filming the show for TBS. Oh yeah, know. yeah, he's doing a reality show, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this was, I don't know. Maybe this. I have no idea. Maybe, but then again, like Malachi hit him with that uh, that crutch after the match. Yeah, I think this will go to all out. It'll be like a um, a grudge match type thing at all out between the two of them. And then Cody will step away. The, he won't, quote unquote, retire, mm-hmm. but he may be injured from well, like, the, whatever they have at all out. Right. Well, take, well, this should have been like the grudge match because it all started when, you know, he kicked Arn in the face and then kicked Cody in the face. So, yeah. 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 But it was the first, first match, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, Cody's just been wrestling 
I mean, I hate to say it like this, but Cody's just been wrestling scrubs from <laughs> Q- QT you know, Marshall's scrubs, cuties. So. <laughs> <laughs> the cuties from QT Marshall. The cutie pies. Um, yeah, he's just been wrestling them, and then yeah. he goes to someone who is the caliber of Malachi Black, and it's over in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I liked his little post-match promo where he was like, um, you know, I carried the brand for as long as I could, and now it's time for other people to shine. As long as he could. It's been two and a half years. Okay, yeah, but one of those entire years was a pandemic. Yeah, but still, I mean... <laughs> I mean, how many how many companies opened and closed during the pandemic? It's countless. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, he made it sound like, like, oh, I've been here for like 30 years doing this oh, and carrying this company. And, you know, instead, Cody's like, it's been two and a half years. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <settle> down, <laughs> giving bro. it a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> this has been brewing for a long time, as you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Carried this company for two and a half years. And yeah, so that, yeah. that felt a little odd to me, a little out of place. But. Yeah, I, I could see him stepping away, like getting injured, you know, and, and stepping away and then whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Or I could turn him, I could see him turning heel. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not saying you're Point wrong. Is, or, though, not saying you're wrong or anything, but I've just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the point is, though, is that Malachi Black looked incredible. They they did the it was the right booking for him. He mm-hmm. can, you know, just springboard into whatever program after this one, mm-hmm. and and look great. Right, his entrance was great. His music is great. He's great. I mean, it, yeah, it, it. He's set up really well. The only uh, another thing that felt odd to me was that um, you had Malachi Black basically beat Cody in five minutes and kind of surprised everybody, you know, so um, so all the focus is on that, and then I think, I don't know, I think, I feel like Cody kind of took away some of that, some of that away from Malachi when he was doing his uh, promo in the ring, because now all the attention was focused back on Cody and like what he's what he's possibly going to do you know um in his speech so i felt like that kind of distracted from the big upset that malachi had over cody yeah i agree with that so um i mean he got he got some of it back when he came back out and hit cody with a crutch but i just kind of felt that kind of that deflated everything that happened in that match like shortly beforehand so but yeah i mean i agree but yeah, so that's just my well, listen. I don't want to. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to cut anything too short. But yeah. we've talked for a while here. And I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I've learned my lesson. After, we, uh, after forty-five minutes of carrying this podcast <laughs> on my back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to let somebody else shine. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
out of everything that's happened this week, okay. Which what is the what are your your parting shots? What are, parting what are the things shots. that you want to talk about last? Yeah. Um, I thought Raw was a decent show. It opened up strong with Goldberg and Lashley promo between them. Um, crowd looked good. They were really hyped for you know that kind of stare down slash promo between Goldberg and Lashley and. Yeah, I really like that. Like that, I thought that was really cool. Um, you liked that they uh, muted the crowd so that way you couldn't hear them saying "We want Wyatt." No, I heard him say that. I heard him say that. <laughs> <laughs> and there were Cookie Monster punk chants thrown in there too. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, that was. I really like that this week, which actually kind of got me a little excited for Goldberg and Lashley a little bit I mean I'm more interested in it than what I was before I should say okay well that's good yeah yes sir uh what else from raw um let's see Charlotte had a Charlotte had a good promo on raw I really like that um yeah so um, they started doing like a Becky Lynch chant during her promo. And she said, you know, like very snob, like, like, you know, Becky's not here and I'm the one who sold out wherever we're at tonight, not Becky Lynch. So shut up, you know, something along those mm-hmm. lines. So, um, yeah, even though, <laughs> even though um, we haven't probably don't have much time to talk about it, but I honestly thought Raw was a really good show. It was a decent show this week. So. But yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Nikki beat Charlotte. Nikki beat Charlotte. Oh, jeez. What else can we talk about? Oh, um, Bobby Eaton just passed away today. Yep. 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 Um, Sad. He was, yeah, part of the Midnight Express. And um, from all accounts that I read, he was one of the most well-liked um, people in like in the yeah, business from that generation. Think, yeah. From that generation. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, very, sounds like he was a very giving guy and, you know, just fun to be around. Very funny guy, but very caring at the same time. So, um, yeah. So yep. that, that's really yep. sad, but RIP Bobby Eaton. Anything else you would like to uh, <clears throat> add to this at this point? I mean, I just want to keep going with the trend of the last three weeks where we talk about free agency. Um, because oh, truly, yeah, and I, right. some, somebody else made this comparison, <clears throat> and so I hate to steal that from them, but you know, they talk about NBA free agency and how crazy that's been these last few years. You know, mm-hmm. you get these mega teams, you know, and this year you got. Russell Westbrook joining the Lakers, you know, and then Carmelo joining the Lakers. Like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, so you get these super teams, you get these crazy super free agency with the NBA. And the NFL has kind of had similar off seasons before, too. Um, obviously, as you know, there is no off season in pro wrestling. Right. But this seems to be the free agency period. I mean, it's kind of cyclical. It's kind of, um, it's random based on uh, the people they sign and, 
you know, if it's a four year contract or a two year contract, it's, you know, it's going to be the same time every, you know, at that time, right. August of this year. Right. Um, so we know that Punk has signed with AEW. We know that Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, has signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. It's being reported that Ruby Riot, or what she's now being called, uh, Ruby Soho, like the Rancid song. Mm-hmm. Um, she's it's a done deal with AEW, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I always liked her and. Uh, the the women's division in AEW needs needs a little injection of talent, and I think that that will be great. Mm-hmm. Would love to see her with you know Thunder Rosa, her with Britt Baker. You know those would be just cool. I pairings. think those would be fun matches. Cool pairings, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but the other ones I'm I'm hearing about Adam Cole, his contract is up, and there's been no. Um, new contract presented to him mm-hmm. outside of the extension to, to get him through SummerSlam weekend. Right. The other one is Pete Dunn. Which was kind of surprising to hear. It is kind of well. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if they're letting people like Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt walk, then why would they, you know, then, then really no one's safe. You know, mm-hmm. no one is the golden child. Right. And ultimately, I guess this is what they brought Nick Khan in for, you know, the new president at WWE. Kind of you know, his clean up yeah, financially. His, yeah, yeah, that's it. His yeah. role is to not be um, personal about mm-hmm. anything, you know, take the take the emotions out of it and just look at the bottom line. Where are we spending too much money and let's clean that up? And that's it. That's all, all he right. does. So. I hate, I always hated that. I always hated people like that in, in big corporations because it's like you're like I hate being one of those people right now. <laughs> no. Well, like I mean, I listen. I, overall, I understand it's a business and yeah. you have to make money and you can't you know spend more than you make. I get it. Totally get it. I just hate that you have one person that you hire and pay. Let's say he makes $1 million a year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you this, <clears throat> and I want you to come in and tell me where I'm spending money where I don't need to. Right. If you were truly an integratable person, you'd be like, well, I probably wouldn't pay some asshole like me a million dollars to tell you this. You know, to stand I in mean, a closet next to a smaller right. wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, I'll cut Bray Wyatt and I'll cut, you know, because all you're doing is looking at numbers. You're not looking at the intangibles Uh that make that business what it is. The intangibles being what Bray Wyatt could be Uh or could have been. And the same with everybody else that you've cut, you Uh know, or are willing to let walk. Right. Well, I have a question for you then. Instead of cutting out... I don't know, four to five of your, you know, kind of higher, your talents that are being paid at a higher amount. Why couldn't you just go through, like, go to the bottom of the list and cut out 10 to 15 people who basically aren't being used at all? And so that would equal the amount of money that you're trying to um, save. You know what I mean? Yep. Why wouldn't you do something like that? 
totally. Yeah, and it's catch-22 because I think you can do both, and I think they've done both. I think they've demonstrated they're willing to do both. Mm-hmm. They've cut, you know, Tyler Breeze and Fandango and, you know, <laughs> Drake, Drake Younger and, like, you know what I mean, guys like that, refs, yeah. and uh, they've cut uh, writers and um, Bo Dallas. So they've, they've, they've done that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not the big enough impact that they need, it's easier to just take one person who makes a lump sum of, let's say, 500 grand a year or more. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just one. That's one talent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I didn't want to spend too much time on that. I just, uh, it yeah. was just... I think I mean, at some point I want to sit down and like actually how to, if you're AEW, how do you work these people in? Because I think that we're going to get more than we're expecting. Do you, and I think that's the idea. Yeah. Do you feel like with AEW potentially or already have picking up some of these talents that it's... um that it's going to make them feel a little more overcrowded with former WWE talents? No. And I'm glad you asked that. And I don't, we don't have the time to go through it, but (laughs) I I, you're, 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 uh, yeah. 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 Well, because I, no, I honestly thought the same thing. I was like, man, you know, what point are you, are you overcrowded? You know? And I started looking at the roster and I was like, okay, you could do something more with this guy. You could do something more mm-hmm. with this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, but there, there is a way to do this without, you know, just pushing people out. And not only that, but now they'll have a second show. Right. So, I mean, there is a way to do it. It's right. just, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to create new divisions. You know, there might have to be another singles title there. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they're talking about bringing the trios, um, titles. Championship. In. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'll have TNT title, the world title. You need another one, what, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the trios titles. Then you will have the women's title. You probably need women's tag titles or something like that. Or women's trios titles. Or yeah. allow a woman to, ha- to, have, uh, to, to compete with the male division and the trios division. Right. Whatever it is. There's, there's a way to do it where people don't get lost. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I'm right there with you. I was worried about that, too. Because ultimately, and this is my little nugget that I, I wanted to release, but <laughs> I think I think Chris Hero is go, going to AEW. Yeah. Because I think he'll be involved in, like, the CM Punk angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be interesting to see with the history Even that if they he's have not. in IWA. Right. Well, yeah. and ROH. And, and ROH, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So. That'd be cool. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together a scenario that includes, like, what do you do if Adam Cole joins? What do you do if Bray Wyatt Dunn joins? joins or, yeah, exactly. Like, or Braun Strowman. Like, yeah, I don't know. They just feel so con, a little bit convoluted. I mean, like you said, yeah, there are options they have to kind of spread that talent out a little bit more. But yeah. um, another thing, 
uh, thing is uh, potentially um, money with all these new talents. I mean, how much are they dishing out for right. all these guys? And yeah, you know, because in order to get like names like that, I guarantee they're going to be asking for quite a bit. Um, Absolutely, Tony yeah. is. I mean, Tony is from stuff that I read has seems like he's been pretty generous as far as on that side of everything towards everyone. Yeah. As far as like pay. So, I mean, um, well, I know how that far is comparable. that generosity going to get you though? I mean, eventually you're going to, uh, depending on how your company does, you have the potential for possibly not being able to pay for all these guys. You know, all these like top name guys that you brought in. Well, I know that it's comparable to WWE, mm-hmm. but it's comparable on a spectrum. So like with WWE, you've got live events mm-hmm. and so you've got travel. So let's say WWE offers you and this is this is I'm not even doing math. I'm just throwing you dumb numbers. OK, but like dumb, let's say WWE. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say they offer you 300 grand a year, right? Okay. WWE. Yeah. Well, that's that's you've got raw, you've got um, live events, you've got well, I guess you don't have SmackDown anymore if you're, you know, if you're one or the other. But you've got raw, you've got live events, and you got pay-per-views. With AEW, you have right now only one guaranteed date a week. Mhm until Rampage starts, then maybe you have two guaranteed dates, and that's it. So in terms of comparable money, you're comparing it by appearance. So if you have four or five appearances a week, and you divide that by your total number, you're getting paid per appearance this amount. You know, Is that what their con- that to your- contracts are for per appearance? No, okay. but I'm just, I'm saying if you broke it down that way, then okay. it would be comparable. And again, this is no idea if I'm right or not. I'm just saying like, that's how you, that, that could be a way to, to save some money, I guess, instead right. of just being like, punk, what do you want? 10 million? Here it is. Yeah. No, you know, they're going to be throwing like mega money at punk though. Oh yeah. They, they're, yeah. It's going to be. Ridiculous. Probably how much money he's going to get, but I mean. It'll be really interesting to see what it is that he wants. Yeah. You know, like as far as money, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But what is it that he wants out of his pro wrestling experience? Does right. he want to be the champ? Or does he want to be just, just a, you know, I want to be myself and I want to have good programs with people. You know, mm-hmm. I want to have a program with Darby Allen. I want to have a program with. Jungle Boy, um, MJF, you know, I don't know. It'd be, it's going to be really interesting to see what that looks like. Mm. It will be honestly crazy if all of this hype for all of these years, you know what, eight years at this point? Oh, what, 2014 was when his last match was? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14. Yeah, so yeah. seven years, seven I guess. Years. Yes. So seven years, you know, at this point, and people have just been clamoring for you to come back. You know, you're the ultimate good guy. Like, people love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. What happens if they start to turn on him? What happens when they start to turn on him, is what I should say. I mean, I think 
Punk smart enough to know what to do in that situation and roll with oh, something yeah. completely different. But what if what if he came in as a heel? I don't see that happening in Chicago. I mean, he we we talked about this before. He could mm-hmm. burn the the arena down with everyone inside of it, and they would be like, "Remember me, remember me, and how I died." It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys remember, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it just, I, it's not possible. Not possible. Not in Chicago. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't. We'll wait and see what happens. I mean, but it's... <laughs> oh, look at you. I know. Sneaking it in just Sne- under the gun. Yeah. Um, like I said, very interesting with a lot of different things right now. So, wait and see. Wait and see indeed. Okay, well, hey, I think um, that's yeah, the Yeah, I know. Bell. You got to go. You got to go. So... <laughs> 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 what? I'm trying to keep it respectable, okay? Yeah, I know. Got to catch that rerun of Love Island, so. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all I know is there's a guy on there named Cinco, yeah. and I was like, what? And, yeah, it's like, hey, man, what happened to Uno through Quattro? <laughs> they all joined the Dark Order, so. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What do I, I need Cinco for? They left me on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't go know watch, anyone else's name. Go watch Love Island. And <laughs> There's a dude from Virginia Beach on there, though. So yeah. I root for him. That's I fascinating. Don't... That's fascinating. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned for my Love Island uh, review podcast. Um, <laughs> no. No, but for real, this is it. This is the end, Dylan. Why do you keep, why do you do this? Why do you always extend us longer with your shenanigans? Why are you watching Love Island? What's, why is Love Island so important right now? Dude, it's, first of all, it's on demand. I can watch it whenever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Second of all, it's not that important. What's important is that I'm able to edit this. And, and release it all in the same twelve-hour period. All right, we'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hero joins Love Island, yeah. and he, he lays out a challenge to Cinco. Let's <laughs> bring you in the middle of this ring. Uno dos Trace. What's Bray Wyatt doing on Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's wrap this up. Okay, well you can follow us at Quick Paint Pod on Facebook and Instagram, uh, or you could just subscribe to this and listen to it weekly. Oh yes, every week, every week we do something like this. Could be a Monday, could be a Thursday, could be a Saturday for some dumb reason. But uh, it happens. <laughs> it'll it'll just uh, I don't know. We'll update and you'll listen and it'll yeah. be great. So just subscribe and like and review. Seven days in a week, and we have a lot of options to choose from. So, yeah, it could be any one of those days. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, I guess possibly same time next Friday. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll wait and see. So, 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. God, love Island. <laughs> love Island. Check it out. I don't even know what channel it's on.